0: This client accomplished more in five months of coaching than he did in his previous 10 years by himself. Today, we're gonna build on the discussion that we started the other day about genetics by looking at a case study of a client, Omar. So let's begin. Now, Omar got substantially stronger and also dropped body fat, and he built substantially more muscle in these five months. Hear it from him himself. So, the purpose of this entire video is to have a look at genetics and exactly what this case study can tell us about our genetic potential and how we can uncover it, and how the way we look at our genetics is massively changed by how we actually train and eat. So, hear it from Momar himself. I worked with Faz between April and August 2022. My goals were to lose fats, build muscle, and be healthier. In five months, Faz helped me go from a fat 80 kilos to a leaner, more muscular and stronger 69, at the same time managing a demanding full-time job and family life. Faz's coaching style is not just instructional, but educational. He helped me develop lifelong sustainable dietary and exercise habits. I overcame cravings, binging, and joint pain. I have no hesitation recommending Faz as a coach. So. We're going to look at a bit about how this gives us more information and tells us a bit more about how we should approach the conversation around genetics. So I think this is a great example of that. Question firstly arises, well, what was he doing so wrong before? That's the question, isn't it? But actually Omar's situation was a very, a very typical situation that I see. Not only do I see this from clients coming in, but I also see this from people at the gym, typically speaking, we can summarize it in about three sentences firstly his approach was very low volume he followed what would be called the Hargreaves a school of thought which was very low volume training now as a result of it being very low volume training it was also very strength based the method that he followed doesn't respect hypertrophy as its own goal it respects hypertrophy as more of an indirect effect of getting stronger the typical if you want a big chest bench three plates if you want a big squat, squat four plates, and then using that to springboard a method of training, which is mostly recommends low volume. Sure, squat 400, get bigger quads. It's one way to do it. Sure. But then the method also dumbs it down into saying you should only really do squats and only for low volume. That's where they go wrong. So first two things, very low volume and pretty much just strength-based. And thirdly, accepting higher body fat than necessary to push strength gains. This is also very indicative of this type of approach to training. They drive body weight really high just to push strength gains. And you guys who are my regular listeners should know that there are basically two vectors for making strength gains, either your training or pushing your body weight up. Now, there was a saying when I was, when I was younger, which was gluttony is the last refuge of the week. Basically what that means is if you're not getting anything at 180 pounds, bulk up to 200 and you'll lift more. Sure. But it's not always the best way to be a bodybuilder. So typically what Omar was doing before was very low volume, strength based, and just eating to push the strength because his training wasn't good enough. And that's not to blame Omar because it's a very typical thing that I see people doing wrong, very typical. The same type of guy who says, as soon as I gain weight, it all goes to my stomach. You know, it's a very common thing that people say, and it's for this reason. Usually their training is just awful. So first thing that we did was we raised the volume. Now, I didn't just throw a bunch of volume at it. What I do with my clients is I evaluate each block six weeks at a time, because you need to have a certain period of time to execute a program before you adapt it, evaluate it. So what I look for in that period of time is two things, progression and feel. Okay. So every single week across the block, we discuss progression and feel. Now, progression is pretty simple to understand. Did you make some improvements? Did you get a few reps? Did you add some weight? Okay. Feel is something which I feel a lot of coaches don't really discuss, but it's important. So we have our weekly discussions with, with my clients and uh, I need to get some feedback from them to look at which body parts they feel during the course of the week and the block so far are getting enough work and I use various metrics for that which I won't go into right now however the bottom line is I'm trying to tease out from the client which body parts feel like they work sufficiently which body parts feel like they could do more work me and Omar had these discussions every week for the five months that we worked together and it's a great way for me to incrementally add more volume to areas which are feeling neglected So in general, we have these discussions every week and at the end of the six weeks, we might make some adjustments based on what we've said throughout the block. So it's a way of evaluating the volume week by week, but also just making sure we're having those conversations, not just on progression, but also on how things feel. That's important too. The next thing is we had hypertrophy as the main focus. So Omar had no plans of being a powerlifter. He'd just been previously convinced that strength was the key for everything, so he had this low volume, strength focused approach, and he just bulked to get there. When the reality was, all that was doing was giving this false sense of poetry. So, rather than strength as the goal, what we want is hypertrophy as the goal, rather than like hypertrophy being this apparent, indirect focus from gaining strength, which sometimes it can be, but. If your training is set up incorrectly it's not going to work as we've discussed so the focus was on range of motion it's a big focus making sure you're taking the muscles through a full range of motion you're not cheating progression by cutting your range of motion or by just doing very short range of motion movements next thing was interset rest periods this is something i've discussed on the channel previously that is not taking longer and longer rest between reps that's a mistake you want nice smooth Full range of motion reps with a uniform and consistent brief pause between every rep. So it's consistent. Next thing is moderate to high rep sets. It's a no brainer. Another typical thing that Omar was doing prior to us working together was working with very low reps because, again, these people, they push low volume, low repetition, strength based stuff and just gluttonizing yourself to get some weight on the bar just a horrific way of doing things really and the final thing which was a big focus for hypertrophy was a larger reliance on intensity techniques to increase volume now there's nothing particularly special about intensity techniques themselves but actually using intensity techniques to increase volume while keeping workout time reasonable is a really useful idea so more volume tends to be the key not inappropriately thrown at you not like just slamming you with loads of volume but again intelligently applying progressively loading volume where it's needed in conversation with the client. So one of the ways you can do that in a nice acceptable way and not having the client in the gym for two hours is to do some intensity techniques, supersets, drop sets, my reps. I've covered all those in videos on my channel, so check them out. And the next thing is actually looking like a bodybuilder. And I've made this point before, but it's a point which I feel very passionate about because I fall into this trap myself in the past, in my first year of training, I did the same thing, emphasizes bulking to gain strength because their training stimulus is just pitiful. So you end up basically with fat, under-muscled lifters who have a great degree of pride in the weight on the bar. That's fine if that's what you want to go for, but the tragedy is most of these guys want to look like bodybuilders. So actually emphasizing looking like a bodybuilder and You'll notice with regards to Omar's results, he dropped body fat while gaining muscle and getting stronger. And he did that because his training was appropriate. The training stimulus was better. He was doing more. And you need to do more. If you want to send a message to your muscle to grow, you need to do enough. You can't just do a minimal amount and then just packing loads of calories. So what does all this tell us about genetics? So going back to the discussion, okay. And this entire video was not supposed to be a thumbs up for Omar. While it is that, it also teaches us a very valuable lesson about genetics. So firstly, don't accept anything less than the best from yourself. Don't listen to people who tell you your genetics are poor. More than likely it's because they never figured out how to train. And also another thing this tells you is your initial rate of muscle gain has no reflection on where you're going to end up. I personally feel most people have got pretty reasonable genetics. That is the law of averages. Now very few people have got absolutely genetic shit to genetics. I think what happens more often than not is people have a slow initial rate of weight gain and they just give up. Now those same people could be very good and look great. 10 20 years down the line we saw that with jeffrey verity schofield initial rate of gain is not spectacular right now jeffrey walking down the street he looked like an absolute monster so initial rate of muscle gain doesn't affect where you're going to end up and i think people then get talked into believing that they're not good enough they're never going to be good enough so then they pull back on their efforts as well but you don't have to do that The way you train matters a hell of a lot. And I'll say this, and I've said it in the genetics video. Nobody got better by doing less. Nobody gets better at anything by doing less of it. If you want to learn to cook, you don't get better at doing that by just cooking less. Cooking once a month, once a week. If you want to get better at a subject at school, you don't get better by studying less. And Jeffrey made a very good comment in the, uh, the video. If a kid fails his exam, hip bro would turn up at his classroom and say, you overstudied, <laughs> it doesn't happen. It's a hilarious comment. It doesn't happen. So what this tells us about genetics is you might need to give it longer than you think. You might need to train more than you're being told, but odds are you're probably, you've probably got some very good potential. You need to uncover it. I want to close with these three things. Just a bit of an analogy. Your genetics are like a buried treasure, roughly where it's buried, and in a genetics sense, you know roughly what your genetics are. But you've got no idea what your end form actually looks like. So my advice to you is, believe that the end goal is valuable. Because if you believe it's valuable, then you're going to work harder to uncover it. Just like Omar did. Right, folks, so I'm going to call it there. If you would like some help with your physique to get yourself on the right track, then go ahead and get in touch. There's a contact form in the description and I'll be happy to hear from you. But regardless of that, feel free to sign up on the channel, subscribe if you haven't done so already, like the video, share it. We'll be keen to hear your thoughts on this continuation of the genetics conversation because I feel like it's something which is very important in our community. So peace out.